Hello, everybody. Hi, this everybody. Is, this is Spice. This is Salty. Welcome to the 3BY podcast for today. It's a beautiful, well, today when we're recording this, it's a beautiful, and I do mean a gorgeous, Saturday afternoon here. Yeah, it's afternoon. I, just, I heard the, ta- the, la- the whistles blowing in the last town, the noon whistles. If you're not familiar with uh, small rural communities in the Midwest, the uh, fire alarms or the uh, tornado alarms go off every day at noon. Got to tell you when it's time to eat lunch. That's right. That's it's that's dinner time. Yeah. See, so you can tell she's not from around here. She's originally she uses she says lunch. It's not lunch. It's dinner. You got breakfast. You got dinner, and you got supper. Unlike uh, in Great Britain, where you have eleven Z's and T as well. <laughs> we don't have eleven Z's and T. We have a coffee break. Second to breakfast? No, wait, that's Lord of the Rings. No. Yeah, we're we're not we're we're far out there, but we're not quite to Gondor. So <laughs> little geek joke there. Welcome to the big show today. We've got a, we got a show for you gun lovers out there. Sorry about the road noise. As you know we uh we record these while we're traveling and we're in the we're in the nineteen ninety something Silverado studio. And uh, as wonderful as this truck is, it's closing on 300,000 miles, which isn't too bad for a Chevrolet 2500, uh, three-quarter ton truck. Some of, the, some of them have been hard miles. Some of them have been hard miles. It can so, carry things. But having said that, you can imagine that the weather ceiling in this truck is not the quietest in the world. So we apologize about any road noise you hear in the background. I'll try and filter it out as much as I can. So if our voices sound a little weird, it's because I have filtered out a lot of road noise. Uh, today, yeah, let's go with that story. Today, after you hear a little bit of microphone adjusting noise out of Spice, because you're going to hear some crackling in a second, as she raises her microphone in front of her mouth a little bit. There we go. Um, we're going to start talking about a new optic that's going on the top of my Tavor X95. It's a very, this. very, very, it's the same model. It's a slightly different version of the same model of what Spice has on her Tavor X95. And uh, I'm just going to let her describe it. I love this thing. It's the EOTech EXP S3. This particular one is the S3-2. Hers is the S, just the straight up. The difference is mine has one aim point, his has two aim dots for different distances. Red, uh, reticle dots. One MOA um, dots, so they're very, very small. And then they have a larger, and I don't remember, it's either 65 or 85, um, circle, MOA circle around it to make target acquisition very quick. And if any of you are in my camp with your biggest problem with shooting is that your vision is not very good, that is a giant blessing over other red dot kinds of scopes I've used. You know, basically, there's been a lot of debate, and we're not going to go into the debate because everybody has their own things. Which is better, a EOTech style sight or an aimpoint? style sight, or getting away from the holographic sights entirely, because this, 
this particular one we, she has in her hand right now is more of a holographic site. It's not really a red dot site. It's a holographic site. There is a difference. Uh, or going with something like a um, Trigicon Tritium ACOG site, which are great, which I love. But I, I, I'm not a gunfighter, okay? I don't do this for a living. My gun, I'm not carrying this. I'm just not carrying this Tavor around with me all day long, every day in combat situations. And if I were, I would put an ACOG on it. But I'm not going out on top of the $1,900 that these Tavors cost and dropping a $1,700 optic on it. It's just not happening. Not for the, not for my, um, not in my budget, and not for what we use this gun for, because this, this gun has a specific... Uh, the coyotes are not worth $3,000. Right. This gun has a specific uh, purpose, and that is a close-quarters, fast-reaction, high-powered rifle. So let me let her tell you a little bit about the EOTech site. She's got it one in her hand. It has not yet been mounted. It's brand new. But I've been using mine, so I've, I'm familiar with the use of them. Uh, first of all, I wanted to remember to tell you it uses a uh, 123 battery, so it's got about 800 hours of battery life. It does have auto battery shutoff. Once you quit touching the controls that adjust this sucker, it'll give you four hours if you uh, turned it on with... Uh, one button, and it'll give you eight hours if you turned it on with the other button before it auto-shuts off. So you don't have to worry about accidentally leaving this thing on and having no battery left. And that, that gives you something like 100 hours or 100 different uses of eight hours and it turned itself off. You can also turn it off yourself immediately after use if you want to. Which we do recommend, actually. I mean, yeah, it's got a huge, ridiculous battery life, but why waste it? I mean, if you're going to be having, if you're going to be a gunfighter and have this thing on all day long, every day, and never turn it off, and be ready to rock, rock and roll 24/7, you might be better off with an aim point, which have you can just leave on for four years and they just don't die. Their battery life is ridiculous. If that's you, you probably don't need my advice, though. Right. On the other hand. The aim point's a completely different setup. So and we're not really going to go into the aim points. I'm just saying that battery, if battery life is your number one thing as opposed to ease of acquisition, the size of the window, um, that sort of thing, then maybe th this is not as good as an aim point. It's better, in my opinion, in most everything else. But battery life, it's 800 hours. Come on, man. And um, the other thing about the battery life is we always always recommend having iron sights on your gun. It just it makes no sense to take a gun out there and depend upon technology for that firearm to work. The Tavors have iron sights built into them, which are great. Nice little sights. These pop up, they're ready to go. Um, now, this, these models, one of the best things about them is they come ready to go to co-locate with the standard AR uh, sight. It co-locates perfectly with the flip-up built-in sights on the Tavors. 
And that worked beautifully when we right. did it online. So, if the battery dies, you don't even have to take the aim point off. It's just perfectly, it's just... You just the EOTech off. I mean, the EOTech off. You don't have to take it off. You just pop your, pop your backup sights in and go. But if you did want to take it off for whatever reason, it has a quick release. Whoa! Gosh, that car was over the line. Excuse me. Survival tip number one. Wear your dadgum seatbelt. We almost had to take the ditch in this truck will roll. But we would be okay because we're wearing our seatbelts and we can get flown clear. But, yeah. The kayak in the back would have had a bad day. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, we We're out here in the, in the boonies, and these roads are narrow. They have no shoulders. They drop right off. So extremely dangerous roads. Anyway, besides the point. I actually had to be sold on the site because I, for one, I usually just shoot iron sights. And two, I wasn't excited about spending that much money on a gun I wasn't going to be shooting every day. But using it sold me. First thing about it, this sucker is sturdy. I don't worry about normal, reasonable use of the weapon breaking the sight. And the mounting is sturdy enough that I'm confident that the, ma- that the thing is going to stay mounted where I put it. And it's not going to drift because I had it in the case and it got jiggled or something like that. The uh, attachments and the quick release all work very nicely. The quick release, in fact, is they, they claim it. I haven't tried it yet. But they claim that the quick release is 2MOA accurate. So if you take it off, you put it back on. You will be, and your gun was was sighted in at 100 yards. You will be within two MOA, ready to go, right now. That's what they claim. And Considering of course, the, the feel of it, the mechanical feel of it, and the way it mounts on the rails, I find that plausible. Unless well, that's a manufacturer claim, I, I I've never actually taken it off and put it back. Oh, we might try that sometime, just to see what it'll do. Okay. Sorry, okay. I didn't want to jump in there. Next just... thing about this is I loved the sight picture. It's got a big window, and having the head positioned slightly differently relative to the window, you still see everything nice and beautiful, and that has not been my universal experience. Right. Now, this sight. this sight actually is parallax-free. You can put your eye anywhere. As long as you can see the circle, it's going on target. There's a lot of sites out there that claim to be parallax-free that aren't. I intentionally got sloppy with it after I sighted mine in just to see how much slack it was going to give me. And I was pleased with the way it maintained accuracy, even if I just kind of uh, threw it up to my shoulder and did the thing. I do have to throw in a caveat here. Now, we've got these sites, and as I said, these are, these are for our Tavor X95s, which are fantastic close-quarter guns, but they're also not guns that are known for their sub-MOA accuracy. These are rack-grade rifles. They're sold as rack-grade rifles, which basically means they're sold to be within 4 MOA at 100 yards. Now, I know a lot of people who are AR fanatics who dial theirs into sub-MOA guns think that's absolutely horrendous and ridiculous. This gun is not a target gun. This gun is is a self-defense gun. This gun is for killing coyotes, killing varmints. Um, it's, not a, it's not a target gun. And if you uh, put a night vision scope on it, 
the coyotes made me think of that because if the coyotes start getting after the chickens, it's they're going to come at night. I, I know when coyotes are active. It's got a, a night vision setting, and if you hit the night vision button, it comes on at power setting of 4 out of 20, so it doesn't overpower. Uh, 20 uh, total power settings. If you turn it on with the two normal day vision buttons, there's one to increase brightness and one to decrease brightness. They're right on the side of the scope, so they're easy to reach. They've got little uh, arrows on them that you can feel by touch which one's which if you happen to forget. So 20 different settings, you turn it on with one of the normal day visions, it starts out at 12 out of 20, which I've found to be a nice starting point. If you go right above that, you find the night vision button which brings it on at 4 out of 20. Once it's on, you can adjust it with uh, the buttons at any time. And the 4 to or 8 hour turnoff timer runs from the last time you touched a power button. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever use it with night vision scopes or not, or night vision equipment or not, because we don't actually own that kind of night vision. We own a night, a night vision scope, and I'm in the market. I'm saving up my pennies to buy a uh, thermal uh, scope, not probably a rifle scope. I'd probably just buy, buy the uh, FLIR scouting scope, because those just look like a lot of fun. Survival, no survival. If you have, if you happen to own thirty or forty acres of woods, you can have a lot of fun with the thermal scope. Yeah. Camp really down can. by the pond We're and see who's wandering around in the middle of the night. Looking forward to seeing what's out there, and uh, so that'll be fun. But um, anyway, go right ahead. Some of the uh, elements I like about this: the nice little touches. You've got your adjustments for elevation and windage, of course, which are marked in a civilized way. I, I'm a little on the dyslexic side. So I can sometimes have trouble about remembering which way to turn scopes when I'm doing the adjustments, which is really annoying. These guys help you out with nice markings. The uh, turn adjusters for windage and elevation are recessed, so you won't touch them accidentally. But they've got good big slots in them, so you can adjust them either with a coin or a big flat-bladed screwdriver. So they're easy to use without being easy to jostle out of position. The cover of the battery has a dial so you can do it by hand, but if it gets too tight, it's also got a slot so you can use a screwdriver without tearing it up if you need to. It's got a little attachment, so the cap for the battery is attached to the scope, so you don't take it out to change your battery and the cap goes away and it's gone forever. And inside that cap, it does have an O-ring for sealing out water, dust, dirt, um, I don't know how submersible it is, but it is submersible. I don't know what the what the depth limit on the thing is. I'm not going to take it scuba diving. No. So all you really worry about basically is that unintended but brief interaction with water doesn't ruin it, and it won't. So or most likely being out in a dead gum rain. Yeah. You know. So. Getting rained on, getting splashed, wouldn't worry about it a thing. Now, if you're not familiar with the this model of the EOTAC, it's a lot smaller than the older ones, which are still cool. They use the, the, the AA batteries. The AA battery ones are, they're really cool because you got the, the AA batteries. I mean, you find them anywhere. The 123 batteries are, are not hard to find. 
but the double A's are just everywhere. But they're heavier, and even the, the, the first model of this scope had the same, it's not really flaw, but the same thing that isn't as, as, as useful, where you've got the adjustments for like the uh, brightness and the turn on and turn off, they were on the back of the unit, whereas now they're on the side of the unit. What that matters is when you put a, a magnifier behind this site, you can now adjust all the adjustments on it with the magnifier in place without having to move the magnifier aside to do your adjustments and put, pop the, the magnifier back. I've also found it very easy to find and, and feel and use the adjusters when I'm using the rifle if I want to change the brightness while not losing my sight picture. I can do that. Now, the, the best part about the parallax free part of the scope is it's designed knowing that you may be running, you may be ducking, you're not always going to have an identical cheek weld on your gun. In fact, you may not even have a cheek weld on your gun. And so the parallax, keeping it on the target, no matter how you're looking through the site, is great. And also, the, the other big, the big field of view you get with this site is perfect for battlefield awareness or farm field awareness if you're using it yes. to kill coyotes. You can keep both eyes open. And I do. I have trouble with that on some sites. I don't have any trouble at all with it on this one. Right. It's, this, is, this is one of the fe design features of the site. It is designed for the utmost of uh, awareness, of, of awareness, keeping you as aware as possible, keeping you scanning for targets. And if and there's any reason for you to be out there shooting things, being aware of what else is out there is two thumbs up, way up. And that's one of the things that makes it such a spectacular site. And that and the fact that it, it's just dead on accurate. One sided in. Now I'm not gonna we're not gonna we're gonna talk about magnifiers when I actually own one. I don't own one at the moment. I'm probably going to buy I'm looking at buying one of the Vortex magnifiers. I know we've spent the money on the guns, okay? And we spent the money on the EOTech sites. But magnification is something that I think would be really nice to have if you want to go out to 200 yards. I, my eyes aren't that good. And there's no place on our property where you've got 200 yards of clear field of fire. But I do want to be able to have the magnification if I want it. And so basically, I'm thinking about getting one. But having said that, I'm not going to spend the $600, $500, $600 to buy an EOTech magnifier because I'm just not going to use it that much. I am a firm believer in the decrapification of guns. <laughs> the Tavor X95, which is what the site is going on, is not a particularly light gun to start with. It has very good balance, so it doesn't feel like it's, it's that heavy. Yeah, but it's, it a, it's an eight and a half, light. nine pound gun already. Now, you're putting an 11-ounce sight on this thing, so that's another, you know, you, we want to keep the, the weight of the gun down as much as possible. 
fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on whether you liked it, the two twenty three five five six round, the rounds and the uh, magazines are very light compared to like a seven point six two by thirty nine of an AK. But you can get a lot of weight on this gun, and, and I'm a, I'm a little concerned that once you put the magnifier on it, it's going to start getting heavy. Uh, one of the good things about the EOTech and this style of sight as opposed to a a traditional optic is it keeps the weight of the sight back towards the body. That's You're not hanging a big chunk of something out in front. It's a giant issue when you are a small woman and not big testosterone-filled guy. To not have that big lever arm with the weight on the end of the lever arm. All the weight is close to the pivot point. So I don't... The weight is not even a thing to me, either on the rifle itself or on this scope. Because of the way it's so close to the pivot point where I've got it, it's just so well balanced. I don't care about it. So, the one other thing I want to talk about is the difference between our two optics. The same exact optic, the only difference between the two of them is that mine has two dots, and hers has one. I originally debated about getting them identical. My thought was, let's just get them identical. So we'd have just completely identical rigs. Two is one, one is none. Makes sense, right? But, so I actually, they didn't have any in stock, so I actually ordered one, just so they'd be identical. But the silly thing, I don't know what's going on with EOTech, but the silly thing just didn't come in, and it didn't come in. And they had one of these two dots on the shelf, and I had debated pretty seriously between the two. So after a, after a while, I'm just like, I want to shoot my gun. So I went ahead and said, ah, I'll just take the, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the two dot if you give me a deal on it. <laughs> And because the other one, you know, it's been taking a while. So, like, yeah, okay. So I got a deal on it. And the two dot is set so that the next, uh, you sight it in at 100 yards. The next dot down is your 200 yard dot. Now, they're actually pretty close together. So, you don't see that much of a difference between the, the two dots without having a magnifier on it. You put the magnifier on it, now that's just what they say. Now I'm going off what they say. A friend of mine has the two dot. He said, once you put the magnifier on it, it makes a huge difference as far as you can really tell on the aim point, uh, the aiming point of this particular optic. So, I'm going to get an inexpensive magnifier, and well, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it works. I'll do a review on the magnifier. I'm not, like I said, I'm not probably going to buy, unless I can find a ridiculously good deal on one, I'm not going to buy an EOTech one, just simply because that's a lot of money to pay for a magnifier. And the Vortex one has such good reviews. So, we'll let you know on that. Anything else you want to say about the EOTech? There's a reason I bought it. I like it. I have confidence in it. Yeah. She likes her. She likes the whole rig. Yep. And uh, yeah. So we 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 
we bought it, we like it, we liked it enough to buy a second one. And uh, I don't know what we're going to put on our next divorce. I've decided yet. She's grinning. She's rolling her eyes. Yeah, we may stop at two on those. We may stop at two on those. Okay. So, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the, the, the little podcast. And we'll catch back up with you hopefully next week. And we'll talk about something else. Ah, we, we actually know what we're going to talk about next week. So, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Enjoy your day. Have a good day.